Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is JC. We have entered uh, kind of a weird week. We're uh, getting closer to a super showdown, but we did have a very... Yep, I fucked up. Oh, man. Wow. We're off to a riveting start. NXT TakeOver, we're going to talk about that. But for your exclusive coverage on that, check out NXT Hangover on the Jobberknocker YouTube by the brothers Quinn of DQ and TJ. You can listen to that ASAP. But we'll also give our takes at the end of the show in the big finish. But where do we start, Mr. WrestleMania? The shine. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. Best 70 bucks we ever spent. <laughs> you know her price went up on Cameo? I believe 100 it. Hundred bucks. I mean she's God's greatest creation. Hundred bucks. We struck yeah. with the iron was hot. Good job having a birthday early. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. That's my shine. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought her up, so. We got the date. It was Valentine's Day. We got the date while Otis was Otis was really late. And that's on him, man, because you know what? Dolph Ziggler saw an opportunity and he slid right in there, baby. Uh, so we talked about it a lot last week. He was a name that came up. Probably wasn't the biggest choice to mess this up, but Otis is just such a rock star at this stuff, man. His reactions, like the way, like just everything about this, the lead up to it. I loved that it. it was teased all throughout the night, and it was pretty much the main event. I don't even remember what the main event was, but this was, oh, it was a tag team match. But this was like the last big thing on the show, so it's making you wait and wait and wait, and then it comes, and they barely give you anything, Yeah, which I also like. It's a nice little tease. That means this isn't over, but I enjoy this so much. I, uh... So the logic is where I have an issue with everything, and I'm sure they'll expound upon it in weeks to come. So I'm okay yeah. with giving it some time to breathe because it's just it's fine. But what I, what I and I've looked at fan theories online because I'm me and I'm oh weird. fan theories are the best. Part. So but the the best part was so Tucker came in and said Mandy sent or no Otis said to Tucker that Mandy sent a text saying she was going to run a little bit late would give me more time, but Mandy didn't send the text because Mandy was on time mm-hmm. right. Which would imply, in which who mo- right? I'm not gonna hit the button because that you know we're too early. Yeah. I think into it, but I think Sonya probably would steal mm-hmm. a phone, send the text as Mandy, send Dolph in to scoop it because she is upset over the whole best friend not having a. She is definitely suspect number one. Yes, and I think the most obvious suspect. But to me, there are two other suspects. Please allude to these two others. Well, the other one would be Dolph Ziggler himself. Okay, and I mean, the third. The third, Tucker. Ooh. Well, it's just he's always around Otis. Otis has been giving all his attention to Mandy. Otis has been out there for Mandy's matches, maybe not focusing as much on their tag team. I like and it. And maybe it's suffering. So maybe Tucker's getting jealous. Nice. You never know. I like that. Yeah. I like that. 
That is what we call a red herring, a screwball, if you will. That would be the ultimate Scooby-Doo move, the it guy would... you don't expect. What? <laughs> <laughs> would have made away from it. Well, you yeah. damn kids. No, yeah, look, I'm excited for that one. I, You know what? If it's anybody but Tucker, I'm going to be... Uh, I never thought I'd say that, but uh, if I mean, it's not Tucker, it's gonna I'm going to be, be Sony upset. or Dolph, but like the Tucker one is like the... Yeah. It's that launch shot that you want to get behind. I'm okay Everyone with that. Everyone loves a good launch shot. I, I love to throw money at launch shots and lose. It's kind of what I do. But then does Mandy end up with Tucker? No. See, that's the fun part, I think. It's just that like would he, be funny. That's just like stabbing... Otis in the heart and then turning it is a little like I don't even yeah. care about the woman I just want to hurt you that right there Otis is a bad Tucker friend. for Mandy's heart right made no, no, WrestleMania. that's not even it so here's, <laughs> so here's the other thing too is just like the like you said they and again this is me being like it what would have been just a little bit better which I would have liked more is it all looking as one scene it felt weird where they were like cutting cameras yeah and when he walked in Otis, he had already made it halfway through, and then they cut to the Dolph thing. Like, I know that it made sense in the edit, but yeah. when looking at it, theoretically, he could have stopped, been like, uh, uh, no, I'm here. But he had already sat down and had a moment with Mandy, which would imply there was no dissolve. There, you know what I mean? It was just a straight-up cut. Yeah. And I was looking at that going like, ooh, that could have – that was an A. That could have been an A+. plus. But it was just – for me, it took – whenever they do something like this in a promo, when they do the multiple cuts – it does take it out of me where I go, okay, I'm reminded that this is not a real thing. Like, when you watch a movie, you kind of go in knowing there's multiple cuts, yada, 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 and you just get into it. But for me, when they do WWE promos, it's usually one take, one camera angle. So when they cut to, sit to, to things, it's so out of the norm that I'm just looking at it from a perspective of, like, I'm sure they could have done that in one take. But they probably, like, based on where they were location-wise, it would make, you know, like, and I think about that an awful lot when I look at it, because I'm wondering, what, in your opinion, would that have been more successful? Probably. Okay. But I just, I'm enjoying it. It was so this. good anyway. I'm just enjoying it. It's no. just, this is so interesting. It has our attention. Sure. It's good. It's like, it's, this is, this is more of the stuff that I'm looking for. Like, we find these people that aren't in the main event or aren't right. going for titles and make it interesting, and they have. Sure. Another thing that the well, we're gonna spin off that someone that does have a title and made himself very interesting this week. Yowie, wowie! I loved this segment because it used Hulk Hogan specifically the way he should be, and not in front of a live crowd, so he can't get booed really uh, because of what he says, and he's an idiot. And then, of course, you know, because he could go off the rails on a crazy train doing whatever he wants to do, brother, 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 and then. They just put him in that segment talking about the NWO and talking about Goldberg, and then they kind of did that whole thing. And here's the coup de grace for me. This is the, the cherry on the top. The coup de grace. Yeah, this Ooh. is – well, we'll talk about that later on. Ah! The following announcement has been paid for by the Firefly Fun House. I shit my pants. I was so excited. I was just like, you know what? This is outstanding. Then they did the da 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 And he comes out. Great. It was great. He does the whole thing. Like, he just – there's the, – the pro here's – Here's the problem with it. It's just like now I want Bray Wyatt to kill the NWO. Like I want him to kill everybody. And he even made the joke about like here's I the picture. I love that that was my favorite part right. of the segment is him having the picture ready being like, you know, Hulk, there's more room on the wall. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it because it was, a, it was a fun segment. It was something that could have been nothing turning into something that was semi-rememberable like, or memorable rather. And, uh, and I, I – it's, it's leading into Goldberg without having Goldberg say the same fucking three words. Every You're single, next. You know, it's like – Yeah, no, I agree because when, when I saw the Hulk Hogan thing, he popped up and they started the interview. I'm like, this is the biggest waste of time. What is this? Then the Firefly Funhouse. So I was like, okay. 
you got me. This is a creative way to do it. So, yeah, I agree. The only other thing on SmackDown that I thought was really good was, uh, do you like free concerts, Adam? Uh, anybody loves a free yeah, concert. Yeah, everyone loves a free concert. Sugar Ray, Sammy Cesaro, protest concert. Why not? You know why I love this? Who have we been really hard on lately? Sammy? Hello, I am Elias. Oh, Elias, okay. They, The crowd was so red hot for him in this. Like, this... This was the first time where I was like, okay, this is working. Part of it is because of Sammy and Cesaro. And then the nuance with the reason why I love Cesaro is we saw it with the beach ball. The cowbell is over. People want the cowbell. Cesaro chucks it. He has that sense. Just like, get rid of it. I'm a bad guy. You want cowbell? F you. You're not getting the cowbell. And just like, it just, then the crowd got red hot for Elias again. And then, of course, we have the schmas and outcomes. Oh, you're really missing it. The big boy making the save. Um, and then probably one of the coolest spots of the night was Braun launching that jobber into oblivion. <laughs> that was some air, man. That was some sweet, sweet air. I could I, I could have done without the, the – it felt like they were trying a little too hard at the beginning. I'm glad Absolutely. That, I'm glad that Elias and, and Braun did their thing. Elias that, saved it, I that thought. Was, that was a moment where I was watching it going, the crowd – Throughout that night of SmackDown, made things better than it was. Yes, one hundred percent. Because that had no business being good, in my opinion, when you drew drew it up. But th there were other things on the show that I actually thought the crowd made either watchable or better based on their reaction, and especially for NXT Portland, and actually on Raw too. There were portions of Raw where the crowd really took something over, and yep. I think that it, we we never hit on it enough in this podcast is that the crowd for a viewer at home makes things better, and yeah. and. That moment with Elias and that moment with Braun were fun. It seemed kind of almost like they were two separate things, though. It, it, there wasn't too much of a connection connection between well, the two. Well, it's weird because it's Elias is feuding with Sammy and Cesaro, but Braun obviously is feuding with Nakamura, who's with Sammy and Cesaro, who wasn't in the segment. So it's just they've kind of been together. But I also think that Elias being around Braun has really helped because we always talk about how the crowd is just so red hot for Braun as a baby. Like, Braun is like the ultimate fucking baby face right now. No matter what he does, even if it sucks, people are just roaring and excited when he comes out. Mm -hmm. And Elias, like... Elias does have that it factor. It just hasn't worked. But I think being around around Braun, it's helped milk some of that crowd, and it's really elevated him as a babyface. So for me this week, I thought they hit on all their marks with these guys. All their marks. Everybody's a mark. I think that's pretty much anything on SmackDown that I would. Should we really... go to Raw? I think it's time to go to Raw. Where have we been starting on Raw for the last several weeks? How about the fucking voices in the head, man? Once again, Randy Orton, home run. Once again, this fucking guy, man, this guy, like, he's barely done anything since he killed Edge, and it is better than anyone else trying their hardest. Like, Hardy coming out with the neck brace, they advertised the match. We knew that match probably wasn't going to happen, but Randy Orton, just, like, the ride he takes you through with, like, he says he's sorry, but then he comes back, he beats him up, but he doesn't finish the job, but then he comes back again, finishes the job, and then finishes it again, and again, probably deletes Matt Hardy off WWE television, Delete period. Young. See ya, Dink, but Ooh, I mean... don't say that. See ya, Dink. Delete, delete, delete. I love Matt Hardy, but it's just like they've used... They've taken a guy in Matt Hardy who hasn't been on TV, hasn't pretty much wrestled at all, and made him such an integral part of the show and this storyline that, like I said, I, di I didn't want to see Edge for a long time, and they're successfully doing it. They're successfully making Randy Orton. That heat is getting thicker and thicker every week. Those boos, the disdain for Randy Orton. And I just want to see this continue because I'm loving all this right now, baby. I'm loving it all, baby. There's something that he did say that he is slipping out a little bit at a time when he said, 
look, Matt, I respect everything you've done, mm-hmm. but that's it. I respect Edge, and I love him like a brother, which then leads to the intrigue of, well, then why did he do it, right? So he's giving you that cracker, that crumb. And that's what me, I mean. And, and it's we just haven't got anything no. yet, but it's been compelling television yeah, and for, what, three weeks since right. the Rumble? And it's it's good enough to be like, okay, one, we want to see Edge get his comeuppance on him, but two, you want the explanation, which we may never get. You have to be okay with never getting we will, explanation. We will get that explanation. And we know what it's going to be. It's that it's going to be something to do with the spotlight and them coming back and him trying to, like, it's just going to be something ridiculous. But it's just, ugh. I, I would put money on not the spotlight. I would put money on the fact that if he loves him like a brother, he's going to say, look, nobody has the heart to tell you. Stop it or you're going to become a cripple. Exactly. So I'm going to cripple you. I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to go, I, I have to cripple you. The, the, the logic is not there, but it's just going to go, I'm going to cripple hey, you so no one else gets to cripple you. There's nothing you can say. He's a legend killer, man. Yeah. He's the fucking legend killer. And what did he do? He's killing Edge. He's killing Matt Hardy. Legends. But where do we go after this? Because that's what I'm curious that's about. That's where we're going to go. I, I like mentioned, I think it was my Hopi the last week or the week before about Jeff Hardy just because it makes sense. It's in the family. Maybe there's a one week thing where like Christian comes out or something or they set it up on backstage. Like, I don't I don't know. But those are the obvious ones. But they could they have to do something to keep this going because. If uh, maybe I don't know what is it Randy Orton and anything at Super Showdown? No, I don't. I don't believe think so. he's booked. I mean, I'm sure they'll find some random ass battle. Yeah, they might find some. Maybe he'll be in that match for that random ass trophy. But at yeah. some point, Edge is going to come back, and when he does, it's going to be a huge pop. So I'd look at maybe one of these next couple Raws where it's in a big city. I would guess that might be the moment. But we, I think we do need a, something else to get us through the next like week or two, maybe even three weeks before we have that, and then we start that build towards this WrestleMania match. Yeah, look, we're all excited for it. They have all got us on on the you know on bated breath essentially. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, I'm looking right now. Elimination Chamber is March 8th, which is still three weeks away. Yeah. So I mean, and it'd be weird if Orton's not booked at Super Showdown or Elimination Chamber. Maybe he's inside the Elimination Chamber, and that's when Edge comes back. If they do something there, I don't know. Maybe. But uh, they wouldn't need an Elimination Chamber because Drew's already going against Brock. So the Elimination Chamber is going to be I mean. going to be SmackDown knows? boys. Yeah, you so would it, think. But SmackDown also, or no, Raha does have the woman, so yeah, that would make sense. So I just, so I, yeah, I don't know. They know. they need something here to fill the gap. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know who it is. I st- I'm still hoping for that Beth Phoenix moment because I think that's the one that would put Sammy hey, over the top. They booked if they booked Randy Orton versus Beth Phoenix at yeah. Elimination Chamber, it'd be one of my most excited matches for on the card. I don't know if they're gonna do that. I mean, just they should. Yeah. That's fucking. That'd be great. Come on. That'd be know. awesome. I don't think it wouldn't have to be a lawn match. I don't think WWE has the nutsack to have intergender matches. They almost really did don't. it last year with Nia and Ambrose. But then that's the thing. Almost. They're, I don't think Becky and Corbin was pretty much an intergender match. He hit her with an end of days. It was my was, favorite, one of my favorite moments of the year. That was the only thing that happened. Though. And what that was match. awesome. Right. The, no, the fans want it. That's what I mean. But I don't I think see them. I think we're getting closer to it. And I think Orton's the type of guy that you'd want someone to work with because he's just so good and safe that there wouldn't be issues of that. Okay. All right. I'm looking at the rest of Raw. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of stuff on Raw that I did not enjoy. Well, I, the first half of Raw, I was fine with. There was the second half of Raw was shit. Um, where Do you want to talk about... I will talk about Becky Lynch's promo. I okay. think, you here, like so, that? So here's here's the part. I, I don't like the her throwing the money around 
gimmick. I don't think that's that was the, horrible. I don't like that part. We can talk more about that in a second. What I do enjoy was the Shayna Baszler stuff. I thought that was good, and that she just said, you know, I bit you on the neck. I didn't even have that planned. I just did it because it was an animalistic feel and doing it when I fought in the moment. Yeah. That I enjoyed. The fact that she said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the living shit out of you. Obviously, is a shock factor thing. But then the part that really really stood out to me was. WrestleMania has usually become, okay, can this person overcome, and they've done this journey, and can they win the championship at the biggest stage, yada, 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 yada. But they flipped it this year with, you know, the, the tidal wave of Becky Lynch of what she is. And then you get this whole thing of, like, here's this badass, and that's what Elimination Chamber is going to be. You're going to put Shayna in. It's it, Shayna show, Shayna's going to end up either. We'll talk more about that later. I think yeah. Shayna's going to end up eliminating everybody. Like, she should. everybody. She should. Because that's what you're going to need. Should. She needs the express way to WrestleMania. She needs to show well, you everybody. you know what gave it away? She's like, I came from a cage. So you put me in one? Like, this This is literally, like, this is the Shayna Baszler ass-kicking match. Yeah. I agree. Um I, 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 but the last thing she said was, yeah. I didn't imagine anything. I didn't plan anything. Imagine what I'll do when I have a plan. And to me, that was a very good wording. I think that's probably Paul Heyman had it written all over it or somebody else yeah. that it was decent enough to say, okay, that portion I appreciate. So for me, I will exclude the Becky thing specifically, but the Shayna portion, I thought, really told me, as long as Becky doesn't end up trying to be Conor McGregor and just becomes Becky Lynch, I'll be okay. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know, like who the fuck is this chick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the man. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't do that. Don't like throwing money out. Is you know what's funny to me? Uh, and uh, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save well, it. Well, it's just the problem was is if you're gonna throw money out, yeah, thousand dollars. Well, it's just like. There, there was like there was like one. I was gonna exactly. There was like five one hundreds, and they tried to focus on those, but there were so many ones. It was just like, yeah. look at man, you gotta you gotta go all in. You can't be dumping ones in the middle of a rain. Like that's yeah. like the no 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 no. Like it's this is Becky Lynch we're talking about. This is your one of your biggest stars in the like. Right. It was also like she brought out the big bag, and the bag was barely full. Exactly. It's just, it's, exactly. That's why to me it fell so it just it fell so flat. It's like this is they clearly decided to do it the last minute and in the back they're like, hey, anyone have money? Anyone who has cash, throw it in this bag. It's like no 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 no. You gotta go all in with this shit. Mm -hmm. I and I think once we get past Elimination Chamber, we'll we'll probably get to whatever their yeah. storyline is. Well that's will be. the other that's the problem I have with this is cause now it's looking like Becky's not defending Till Mania. Right. Which that's a long time. I would have liked to see – maybe she will have a random title match with someone, but I would have liked to see one more – like it doesn't have to be a feud, but one more stopgap match. And sure, make Shayna own it, uh, earn it in the chamber, but it was just I, – I just hate a champion going that long without defending it. I know she's beaten everyone and yada, 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 but it just – it's – they don't mention the 30-day rule anymore, but it's no. always been in my head to think about where it's it should happen, but – I don't know. I just I don't like that we're probably not going to have a title match until then. I here's 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 a Nestle hot take that I'm sure will will grind a lot of gears. Personally, for me, Becky Lynch isn't consistent enough in a promo not to, to be wrestling. In my opinion, I look at her and I go, she's a good in, promo in the, but, in the ring. Yeah. In the ring, to me, is where she proves to me why she gets paid. Yeah. That's why Don't I love it. watching her. When I see her in the promo, it's like flipping a coin. It's either going to be something I absolutely love and remember, or it's going to be something like this where the money gets thrown and it's just like, I'm just Floyd Money Mayweather. And it, that character is not something I want to see. I, I don't want to see that. I want to see her just be, for a lack of a better term, I would like to see the, the, the Stone Cold-ish kind of getting the extra production value of props or doing something fun or doing something outside of the ring 
that to me is where she does the sit down interviews are good stuff like that like get that kind of portion for her because she deserves that star power yeah but when she just sits in the middle ring and throws money or says things like i'm the man and this is why and blah 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 blah, i don't believe a word she's saying well that's the thing is for for me with her her scripted promos like most people aren't good but when she when you can tell she's out there and she's passionate yeah like if she's by the barricade near the crowd it's just like she feeds off that energy so well that's why she got to where she was right because we could feel that passion that fire that desire, that everything that she, like, the drive is just, it was so good and so authentic. And a promo like that, you're right. It's its not authentic. Mm-hmm. It's not good. You're also, the other thing, too, like, this is the part where, like, WWE, I'm going to give you the money up front before I, I do something terrible. Mm-hmm. Which is great because it plants the seed to what she will do, yes. right? And that's a positive. I will take that. It's a positive. But for a negative standpoint of it is, you're putting her, like, I think subconsciously, and again, I'm probably reading way too much into it because it's me. But... You're you're taking somebody who makes millions and millions of dollars. You're putting them in a ring. Yeah. And you're throwing money yeah. around to an entire arena of people who that money could help them in everyday life. Yeah, that dollar There's could a, get them a, a, a ring at the, the 50 cent machine. It could, it could, that or it could give them a dollar on the McDonald's menu. Whatever it is. That $100 could be for rent. What it did for me when I what you're putting her on a stage so she's higher than everybody else and well, she's throwing money around like it doesn't matter it's drawing a disconnect now maybe that's what they're trying that, to do I think on the, that might be part of it maybe. because when she came out and did that promo after Asuka and she's like she's like I'm the goat like she had the shirt like that right. was them being like okay now we're gonna make her like an asshole again right and so here's the thing though like I know people you could play it both ways and people who are you know behind the scenes doing this thing will say oh that's the way we drew it up because that's what people do they, if well, they yeah. you know, but for me when I looked at it that's why I thought it was kind of bizarre and I was so happy when Shayna got on the screen because that was such a positive. Yeah, Shayna Shayna made that better. But the thing about having her up there throwing money to people, it just I think she's going to get caught. Like that's my thought process is that I'm waiting for her to get caught and it's the perfect But what did we talk about the end of last year? Is that it was Becky's like run through everything she was getting stale. At least now we're talking about it. We finally have a feud we can sink our teeth into with Shayna. So and I think people people want to root for Shayna, which is she's supposed to she's this mega heel, she's an incredible heel, has been a dominant heel at NXT. But like it's that exciting step of her moving up and something new that we all want her to win. So Becky, even if Becky, if you want to technically call her the face in this feud, which this kind of honestly to me is a uh, heel versus heel feud, but like we're rooting for Shayna. So Becky kind of has to do things to make to really elevate Shane and get everyone 100% on her. And I think that's what they're going for. Sure. And I, 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 listen, we're talking about it for you know, exactly. a, a that's long, what I mean. long time. So, I mean, we're clearly invested in it. We're, we're excited for it. It's just there are portions of it where I'm just kind of looking at it from a... Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with anything you you're know, saying. But no. I think we're heading in the right direction with this feud. And it seems like they're going to slow burn it. Uh, Kyrie Sane picked up a win against Natalia. Shine for me, baby. I love Kyrie Sane. Um, also, uh, AJ Styles, we don't want none. He's back. Uh, your boys, the club. Well, your former boys. Former boys. Uh, Ricochet former brothers. told him to shut up. And then he... Uh, he. Uh... What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. Corner WrestleMania, future world champion Kyle Anderson. <laughs> it's... Uh... It's a ricochet. Good old Ricky comes out, right, and does yeah. a terrible, pro- like, one of his worst promos yeah, you know I've what? seen Honestly, ever in my life. Uh, here's the thing with Ricochet, because we love to make fun I of the Golly G. Josh pro- gosh promos, but, like, it's him. No, I know. It's, so, like, I, I don't I even know. care anymore because 
I just like Ricochet so much. He's so infectious. He's so likable. He's so exciting. Like, this is a guy they could never make a heel because I'd never buy it. Because you can just, like, he's just such a rootable guy. Because he's he's small. He works his ass off. He flips around. He's always smiling. He does things no one else does. And, like, it just, so I, I don't care anymore. It's honestly, it's part of him. The bad promo, like, babyface promos are part of him. And I'm all for it. Is he going to be Brock Lesnar? Hell to the no. But you know what? I still want to see that match. And him and AJ, I'm never going to complain when they get in the ring together. Ever. Well, whenever the hell that happens. Yes. Whenever that happens, sure. So you, you led me down a door. Do I talk about something because we talked about jobber alerts or do we just go to do something else? Because you hit a jobber alert button. So I don't know if it's it's necessary. Uh, was MVP a jobber? Oh, there's so many. I, I got like well, six Okay, because I just do want to say I thought – the one thing I was worried about with McIntyre was if he could hang with Heyman. I thought he did. This wasn't the best segment in the world, but I thought McIntyre hung with Heyman and came off pretty well. Here's here's, he here's what I took away from that particular segment <clears throat> before we get to the job alerts. Yeah. Drew McIntyre is getting to the point where the crowd is behind him or yes, getting 100%. higher and higher and higher, which is great because he needs that momentum. I'm behind him. Sure. I like him. Sure. I think he's cool. Yeah. So here's here's where the problem lies for me. Of course. Not for him. I don't think Heyman came out and said anything of substance. Like, I really don't. No. And I just... But they still have another stopgap. They have to... Sure. Brock has to get through Ricochet. Sure. But it, there's no... It's an appetizer. That's how I saw it. Right. But I, there's so much on Raw specifically. Maybe on SmackDown, I'll look back into my notes. But on Raw, specifically for me when I was watching last night, there's so much of an empty feeling. I agree. There's so much of a... we're doing. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, in the heat. There's so much about it, like, it's the same... Or different kind of, but it's not substance. There's yes. no substance to what we're doing. And these are the problems between Rumble and the, the pay-per-view right before Mania and then the Monday night we're, we're kicking the in the high gear. The stakes are weak. Yes. They're either extremely predictable, they don't exist, rare. or they're so weak and we're just not, I like rare. But there's like not even on that level. It's this like is raw. just kissing the grill. It's literal. It's raw is raw. Raw. Raw is raw. It's like sushi is good. Like I needed this a little cooked. I needed a little cooked, man. You need. I need to at least get in that rare territory. I want medium rare, but at least get me into that rare territory. Right now, it's just raw. They're just throwing out the meat and being like, eat it. And like, no, I can't. I'll get salmonella. Exactly. <clears throat> Nobody, Nobody wants, wants salmonella. That. Nobody. Nobody. But yeah, no, I agree with what you said. I really enjoyed the beginning half. Not even half. Probably the first forty-five minutes, and then sure. kind of was like the next forty-five was eh, and the last. Half was shit. I'm gonna so. hit this button one more time. <clears throat> What's up, jobbers? Curious to who you go here. Jobber alert. I'm gonna start on Raw because it's something that's already in my notes, so I'm gonna start there. Riddick Moss. <laughs> a jobber match, but he won. But he won. And then also <laughs> he Mojo. Fucked up the finish, Mo though. He did. He did fuck up the that finish. That was what, because I was like, I saw our boy Joe Stopper say it. Holy shit, a match for the 24-7 title? I felt the same. I'm like, again, like this isn't my favorite thing, but they're at least making it now where I don't want to skip it. But he fucked up the finish, so. Right. It is what it is. But it is, so that's a heat. We'll get into the heat in a second. <clears throat> However, I will say this much. There is something about the jobber alert that just makes me kind of giggle when they're like, oh, the 24-7 rules have been suspended. Huh? Yeah. Like, it hasn't happened since Mojo's done it, but whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. MVP versus Drew. I'm coming. Nobody can stop Jobber. me except for a Claymore. Jobber. I did appreciate 3 2 1. He was in the wrong. Mm -hmm. MVP should have been on the other side of it to get the whole, but it's a whole. It never, never mind. It doesn't matter. Then we get to, um, let's see, let's see. I think I had one more. 
Oh, yeah, on SmackDown, and this is where I left it specifically last because Josh is going to be mad at me. I'm giving Who it to- Who the fuck is Josh? Shorty G and Apollo Crews, jobber um, alert. That was like Sheamus. a three-segment match. That's not a jobber alert. Jobbers. Literally a three-segment match. Jobbers. That literally was like a quarter of the show. No, I'm and telling you- Did you watch that match? I'm telling you right now, no, no, no. I clocked it. It was a, a little over three minutes, the actual match. Did you watch the match, though? Yes. It was good. That doesn't matter. It's they need to get alert. some substance with Sheamus, but it was good. Did, did you, you see, see the backstage, backstage promo? promo? I knew yeah. you to say that exactly of course i know exactly, exactly. where you're that going is not a job alert. i'm glad you put prepared. it in the shine though because that was shine worthy it is not shine worthy it is shine you just put it in the shine no so. it's in the job alert section which no, is a subsection in, but it's in the shine it's a sub doesn't section. matter it's in the shine it's a sub <laughs> section get him off my tv get him off my tv get him off my tv I am it was so, in the shine Suck so it, angry no um, fuck you so now we're gonna go to things you hate the most for 500 Alex. uh yes uh the elimination chamber match <laughs> with the woman um Look at you don't like this? I I laughed. I shouldn't ever see a graphic and laugh. And yes, the purpose of this is for Shayna to literally eat the entire women's division, pun intended. Natalia should be in it. Buy it. Sure. Asuka, I guess. Why not give her a 500th uh, chance? Kyrie Sane? Oh, wait. Kyrie Sane isn't fucking in this match. Are you kidding me? Liv and Ruby, whatever. It gives them something to do. They, I, they're, they're awesome. I love them both. But... You're putting Sarah Logan in this match over Kyrie Sane? Like, you first of all, the women's tag team titles are like a bracelet. They don't they're like they they're nothing. You don't defend them. There's no contenders for them. Literally, Kyrie is just like the sideshow for Asuka right now. And you know, she's honestly one of the most talented women they have in the roster, and she's not in this match. Why is she not in this match? She's a champion. Oh, by the way, what did I say earlier? What'd she do on Monday? She beat Natalia, who's in this match. Why is Kyrie saying not in this match? Tell me why she's not in this match, Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? You! Now fucking tell me why. This is ridiculous. Maybe This is inexcusable, horrible, my biggest heat of the week. Like, fuck off. Okay, well, fuck I can't. This. I can't. Uh, so maybe, just maybe, that there's a couple of weeks away. Maybe somebody doesn't get in there and, and Kyrie gets the spot instead. Or she she should have had another game. She's the champion, damn I it. don't a disagree with you. fucking champion. But I'm telling you, there's still weeks to go. Maybe somebody gets taken out. Maybe somebody gets removed. Who knows? It maybe, makes no sense. What did Sarah Logan do? And honestly, what did, like, why isn't Lana in this? Like, why don't get, like, I don't get, how did they decide this? How did they decide this? Like, Ruby Wright hasn't won a match in a year because she's been gone. She just gets put in. Liv Morgan's, like, what, won one match? But then she lost another. So why is she, you know, Sarah Logan hasn't won a match in, like, ten years. We haven't seen Natalia in, like, three months. It's feeding. It makes no fucking sense. This is what make fucking sense. This is the number one contender match. Shayna Baszler just gets shoehorned in. But whatever. I'm okay with that because she's going to win. But it's just, like, it just I hate when things make, like, just... Try a little. Why? Why just announce this? You said it yourself. It's like a month away. Yeah. Like, why not be like, okay, these like tag team champions, automatic qualifier, but you know, these two gotta fight their way in. Like, I just I hate it. I hate just being like, boom, graphic, here's your match. It's like, well, there's other people on the roster who are just as deserving or more deserving. Like, I, what? What are the and women why are they? Why is Kyrie saying not throwing a stink? She should be backstage yelling at Paul Heyman in Japanese. Like, fuck besides, you. Besides, besides Kyrie Sane. Who else is on the women's roster? Honest to God, Charlotte? Becky can't do anything. Charlotte, Who like, else is on the fucking I roster? I don't know. There's nobody Lana. on the fucking... Fuck Lana. you. Fuck it you. It doesn't matter. That's more egregious than Sarah uh, Logan. No, that is more egregious. Probably, but just like Lana won a match. She won a match. Oh, when well. Sarah Logan won a match? Never. 
Has Sarah Logan ever in the history of the world? Sarah Logan match? has more athletic ability to make Shayna Baszler look better. I don't better. disagree with that. But That's has why Sarah she's Logan in there. Ever won a uh, fucking? She's match? not supposed to win anything. She's I know, but it's just like that's what I mean. It's just you have no contendership. Who else is on the road? Go look. I like just it. told you it's Lana and Kyrie Singh. That's that's it. That's your only argument. Okay, so then why aren't they getting an opportunity? Why are these other ones are? It makes no sense. No fucking sense. Kyrie, I agree Garbage. with you. But I'm just saying Lana is not an well, argument. I just used her as an example being like she's the other one. Selena like, Vega. There you yeah, go. That's why somebody. not her? She probably she won more matches than Sarah Logan too. Probably. Makes no fucking sense. Maybe there's a storyline coming there out of isn't. it. There isn't. It's horrible. Bad. They're like literally like, oh, like uh, we got to – we well, it's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. We got to have an Elimination Chamber match. <laughs> Let's throw the woman in there even though none of them ever get time to wrestle. Which is bullshit. They bullshit. should. Especially on a three-hour fucking show. Hey, maybe it'll be a little better if you give the woman longer matches and more opportunities as opposed to fucking a six-man tag for a half hour at the end of every fucking show. I think we found the secret sauce to you Holy always shit. being upset on this program. You always have to have the caramel from now on. I always get caramel. The chocolate? Occasionally, like, if they have a Girl Scout cookie flavor, uh, okay. I get that. Good I'm a, lord. I'm, you I'm are a basic on fire bitch, right now. I'm a basic bitch. Caramel all the way. Basic bitch JC. Yep. I'm a basic bitch. I'm a I just basic got, bitch. If it was I, pumpkin spice season, I'd, I was gonna say, I'd be at Starbucks. I just envisioned you with a long thermal and a, a little vest and then your Ugg boots while drinking your coffee. That's I don't exactly. own Ugg boots or a vest. I don't dress like that, but I, I don't dress Lord. like a basic bitch. But You are a basic uh, bitch. My habits are of a basic bitch. Of, of. Bachelor last week. I mean, last night, by the way. Super hot fire. Much better than raw. After I watched the Orton segment, I flipped over and watched The Bachelor all the what way through. What a terrible human being. Tells you all you need to know. How does it make me a terrible human being? I don't know. Bachelor's quality TV. All right. Anyway, let's let's get this uh, back on the track here. All right. Uh, there's a lot of shit to yeah, get through. Yeah, let's just keep going on Raw. There's plenty. I mean, the Monday Night Messiah bullshit. I mean, oh, my God. The sermon was what it was. <sighs> but then we get to the whole point of, like, they have a backstage segment after coming out of break, and then they set up a six-man tag. Rerun. It's a rerun. It's a Monday night hashtag rerun from us over the Jabberknocker, and there's, it's not even a good rerun because there's nothing of merit, at least in my opinion. And well, I, until the end, when the, I popped for the street. Sure. So here's, I will say that so they saved it, but it still sucked. But here's the thing: the fact that it's the thing. Here's let me let me rephrase this the right okay. way. So you have a Monday Night Messiah gimmick where it's fine. He does a sermon, which is whatever. It is what it is. Waste of time. But he comes out and he cuts a promo where he basically says phase two. And he's going to end up. What is the difference between phase one and phase two, folks? I can't fucking tell you. And honestly, he probably has no idea because the writing team is going to wait till next week to do phase two. That's exactly what's going to happen. However, the thing is, like, they do the graphic I'm fine with. They do the, 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 the whole postering and graphics. That's fine. That's cool. That's whatever. But then you have the audacity to have this entire thing break down. You go to commercial break, you come back, and you have Seth Rollins sitting there, and he's ordering the fact that there's going to be another six-man tag. A six-man tag, by the way. If Seth Rollins is really the guy, wouldn't you put him in the main event? Wouldn't you make him the guy that has to wrestle? And I know what they're doing because mm. it's whatever, but here's the thing. They, are they, you could have put that match at the beginning of the show, yeah. and it would have been fine. But the fact that you put a six-man tag in the main event yet again, and we've seen it, I can probably throw a dart and think, eh, on the same calendar, on the same month, one of those Mondays, it looked very similar. Our boy, the Joe Stopper, had the best response. Thank you, WWE. Yeah, I can go to bed early. Right. And honestly, I feel the same way most of the time. Because I, I was like, to. well, no, looking at it, I was like, okay, I got the Ricochet segment after that. I'm like, oh, six man tag? I can watch this in about one minute. 32X until the Street Profits come out. Watch that because I love them. Turn it off. I'm in bed. So yep. thank you, WWE. But it's just, I agree. It's The main event should be what we're looking forward to all night. 
And there is nothing to look forward to. That's in the, the show, problem. Is ever. like, uh, like that's why like SmackDown wasn't a good show. But they knew the Mandy Otis thing is what we wanted the most. It wasn't the main event, but it was right before the main sure. event. So it got you, kept you there the whole night. Raw, it was like, what's keeping me there the whole night? There was nothing. There's nothing. nothing. Not one thing. I mean, he comes out, <laughs> does his thing, and I'm sorry because our boy Danny is going to be like, you know, Danny Greenwood is going to go, oh, come on, guys, don't. Danny, take a look in the mirror, take a second, <laughs> and realize this fucking shit sucks. Yeah. It sucks. I'm sorry. It, 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 does it get him heat? Yes, but he's already getting heat because he's fucking Seth. It's get just, him off my television heat is what it, it just, is. They need, it needs to there's a lot. It needs to be better, and he's overexposed, which isn't his fault. He didn't wrestle. Clearly, like, and yeah, and, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's why when you said, oh, he's in the main event, it's like, I didn't have a problem with that because they're trying to underexpose him a little bit more than normal, but it's just like. But he had to be in the finish. That's he had to be in the finish. Yeah. And then he had to the Street Profits at least gave me something. It gave me something, so it's it took not, it from a negative 15 to a negative 1. Really that high? I fucking just love them. Here's the thing. The, Nessa, what are they? What are they? They're fucking electricity. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> when he shakes those ropes. Don't vomit. <laughs> Don't vomit. You almost took everything out with you. And you dropped your headphones because he doesn't do what I ask him to do, folks. Yeah. Now you look like an idiot. No one can see me. Well, I can see you. And I can draw a picture. You look yeah. like an idiot. Hey, Montez Ford shaking the ropes. That's what I was doing. Deal with it. It was whatever. It's oh, whatever. Oh, by the way, Angelo Dawkins launching, uh, what is it, Buddy Murphy on the outside? Yeah. Hilarious. Also, uh, Buddy Murphy's selling the stunner. Dare I say? Dare I say? No, don't. One of the better sells of all time. Wow. That's, that's saying Bonus something. hope, next time Stone Cold shows up, Buddy Murphy better be in that ring with His him. His name is Murphy, by the way. Buddy Murphy better Murphy. be in that ring with him. Murphy. Buddy Murphy better be in that ring with him. Ugh. Ugh. You, can't, you can't censor me. Yeah. You can't censor me. Charlotte comes out in a promo and says absolutely nothing. That's fun. She comes out and says, you're, you're the next big thing until you're not. What? I like that she was wearing yellow and black. Yeah, she looked like a, she looked like a bumblebee. Good for her. Yeah, whatever, well, she's you know. looking like NXT. It's whatever. And I appreciate the subtle of stuff. This but didn't the, bother me. It wasn't great, but it didn't bother me. I know. It's, it, it's a, 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 a kind of what is what it is, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, then we have this. Hilarious backstage promo with uh, Lana Lashley, Shimmy. Uh, sorry, Lana Lashley. You say hilarious, I say fucking cringe. No, I know. That's why I. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there with Nicole, and then all of a sudden, she just sees Garza, Zelina Vega, Lashley, and Lana, and she just sees Lana with her fucking rack pushed like this, and she goes, "Oh, look, it's Uniboob. I lost my shit because it does look like one Uniboob." But the fact is, it just felt so odd that whole promo. It made no sense. And then Garza kind of like took something and it threw off Zelina. And Zelina looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they get out there and they have this match. Rusev loses anyway. But then he gets to his comeuppance on Garza. There was nothing about this that made any sense to me. It was just like, oh, it's a Monday night date night. And, but, you know, and of course, it ends with a roll-up. So, of course, you know I'm upset with that. But it's just there's so much shit in this match that I was just going, this is filler. This is bullshit. Right now, we should be having CN versus somebody in a match, but he had to fucking do some type of substance thing, and now we're stuck with another week or two before he comes back and we can watch great matches. So we're stuck with this fucking tag team thing that makes no sense with a shitty promo beforehand that I had to laugh at because there's Uniboob not doing anything, and then it, she said it, not me, and so she fucking says that, and then, like, Zelina has no fun. Like, and then you see, like, two girls on the outside freaking out because, you know, the heels are getting their shit kicked in. There's just, I, uh, there's so much about this that I was just so upset with. 
I mean, the crowd liked it, so I'm clearly stupid. Well, that's in front of a live crowd, like like I think you tweeted about. It. These are all likable like acts. Like, they are. We love Rusev. Like right. I would die for Rusev. Like Agarza and Shimmy, I love. I like they're great. Lashley, it, he's he's working for me right now. Like he's not bothering me, which I think is a positive for him. Like. The Lana thing, I think, drags him down a little bit, but he still looks like an ass kicker. Zelina's the fucking, she's awesome. So it just, but yeah, it was the reason I agree with you. It just is a waste of time because what did this mean? Nothing. Nothing at all. What it, came it, out of Rusev it? Rusev lost and Garza got the pin. So it's not even like Bobby Lashley did anything really. Like, I just, do. The one thing I do want to say is I'm a little worried about how much they're overexposing Garza right now because mm -hmm. he's full-time on Raw right now. He's full-time on NXT. And I believe he pops up on 205 Live all the time, too. Like, he is everywhere, which I get it. I really like Angel Garza. There's something about him. We've talked about it. Like, he just has something. And he does have that star quality that you're looking for. But too much of anything is bad. So if he's on Raw, time to take him off NXT. Mm. That's, just, sorry, that's just how I feel. True. But if he's still going to be full-time in NXT, then let's dial him back on Raw. It was cool for one week. But if he's not fully up, which I think he should be at this point. He's got the main roster gimmick. Like, he does. Larger than life, but let's not overexpose the guy Sans because pants. he is new and fresh. Yeah. Sans pants. Sure. Yes, absolutely. We're going to go over to SmackDown because I think we've exhausted everything on Raw that I'd Probably. like to talk about. Uh, on SmackDown, heat for me, they didn't even make a Ryan Cabrera joke. Terrible. Fucking terrible. I wanted it so bad. On the way down. Watch the Miz and Misses then. Because he's on that show all the time. Because he's like BFFs. So, and then anyway, so we get this whole match with Carmella and uh, Bailey, which again wasn't necessarily <sighs> the greatest thing I've ever the seen. The moment of bliss was horrible. The moment of bliss was the which worst part. Which is a shame because yeah. I love her. But it was such a weird thing. But they had the friend angle and they did the whole thing, and then you know we have the match. The crowd again liked it. It was a little sloppy though. It was a little all over the place. I mean, what did you expect? But it wasn't like so. Here's the thing that that's bizarre to me. It's just like okay, she loses because Bailey cheats, sorta. I guess. But then they, they they have this whole thing where is it going to be Carmella? Is it going to be Naomi? It's set up a match it's for something. next week. I don't mind it because you're building a contender. Sure. That's and the, the winner gets to go to Super Showdown, so it's a big exactly. thing. Exactly. And it's, the reason why I liked this portion is because normally what would WWE do? Rematch with Carmella next week. They're like, no, you had your chance. She cheated and lost. But we will give you another opportunity. But Naomi, also deserving, you two fight it out. I like that. Because then guess what? When Bailey beats whoever she's going to beat over there, the other one still has a chance, and it sets up yet another like another opportunity. So it's just it's you building contenders as opposed to just giving people and not having more contenders after. You're building contenders. Sure, absolutely. But the thing is, is now, do you think it's going to end up in some schmas factor and we get a triple threat? I honestly, I kind of expect that. Okay. But um, I also think they can make two matches out of this. So. Who knows? It just depends who they want to fight over there, whether it's Carmella or Naomi. But I feel like. Naomi is being built for a bigger feud, so I think Mella might steal this one and just be a one-off at Super Showdown. And Naomi's like the real money feud going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Let's see. The first hour of SmackDown literally had a million recaps and video packages. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was part of why it was so unwatchable. The second hour had way less. So sure, I'll give absolutely. Them for that, but the first hour, the pacing, it was a tough watch. Yeah, there was a lot of things that I wasn't really excited about. We had the Miz and Morrison versus Roman and Brian, which again, with Corbin outside doing the whole decent tag Buying thing. Buying the ticket. Like, yeah, you it know, we've didn't, seen didn't bother me, but just We've wasn't, seen it before. It's not yeah. necessarily the same thing. But there wasn't a lot necessarily in the show that I was just like, we've already talked about all the other stuff. And I, it is what it is. It's not. It's not fun. It's not great. It's just. It's there. Nothing. Nothing advancing. Yeah. Like advance something for me. The funny note about the Corbin thing is he wasn't supposed to be in the arena, but his altar was waiting for him on stage. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Like, we banned him from the arena, giving him the night off, a.k.a. suspended. And he got fined for throwing the guy what you said he should yeah. be, so I'll give him yeah, props no, they, for they, that. They, did. they at least addressed it. I would have liked a little more out of it, but whatever. It was, it, like you said, it wasn't anything special. It wasn't no. bad. It's just like we got, we didn't get any advancement except for in the women's feud, really. So. And I think this is the hardest part is like, I'm not for making the Royal Rumble even later in life because it's a January tradition. Yeah. But I would love something of some substance where it just feels like you get to the Royal Rumble and you get to WrestleMania, but that that eight week stretch yeah. is brutal. Because well, they don't. I mean, the, for have, fans. The, I think part of the problem is for us is it's also tough because we know what's coming. It's like last year we knew Charlotte was getting stuck in that match, so it wasn't a shock. Like no matter how good it was, we already knew it was going to happen. So even if they try to tweak it on the way, it just. I think that's why they blew the Rhea Charlotte thing so early is because. Like, I, get, I hoped for it. Like, I think people had started. It was one of those things that, like, this is leaking on the internet, mm. so let's just get out in front of it. Sure. And I think that's part of it. And they're like, well, now you're stuck here for three months. But I think it's I think it's a mix of it. I think it's them not having enough creative juices to really do it. And also, social media has changed the game. Sure, absolutely. Because we're all so informed. If you yeah. want to be informed, you can be informed with a couple clicks. Sure. And that's fine. So you brought up something that I would like to expand upon. And I've said this, I've beaten this drum over and over again. And I'd like to see where you come from in okay. this aspect of it. And I've said it on Twitter a bunch. So Parts this is unknown. not, this is not, this that's is not, I come from. yeah, exactly. Ultimate warrior. Uh, look, exactly. As you shake and vomit all over this fucking thing. Gavomiting. Gavomit. Uh, so look, Charlotte Flair wins the Royal Rumble. Yes. Woo! She doesn't challenge Raw SmackDown. She goes to NXT yep. after this whole hubbub. Oh, this is yeah. This yeah. is your little so this mission is, here. So this is no. This is what I want to know. Like seriously, she's a ten-time champion. They mm -hmm. don't count the NXT championship she won previously. Is the NXT called the World Championship? No. So here's the thing. Does it has it counted for Finn Balor? No, he's a one-time World Champion. Right. So here's here's my aspect of it. Okay. Are they going to count this one? And does this one well, matter because she's using the she Royal Rumble victory? First of all, but no, like, I know that. But I, what I'm asking is like, no, I don't think it will. I think it's a separate. A separate thing. So here's here's my maybe. Uh, so down the line, when they skew stats, they kind of throw it in there. Like, do they count the ECW as a world championship? Ah, uh, no. Yeah. So I think and I don't know if NXT is going to count towards that. Maybe it they change it, odd. but it's like because then Samoa Joe would be a two-time world champion. Right. Exactly. Finn Balor would be a three-time world champion. Shinsuke Nakamura would be a two-time two two world time. champion. Yep. Yeah. And it's also it would add to like Sasha would have an extra reign. Bailey right. would. You know, I just it's what I what I'm asking truly is. For me, it's hard for me to to. I will I will love the match itself, Ripley yes. to Charlotte. I will love that no matter what because I'm excited for yeah. that. But in terms of hand holding me through being a fan and just being like, shut up and enjoy. It doesn't need to make sense. To me, that's egregious. I think that's stupid because so, it's stupid to make somebody go, I am going to go through 29 other women, and usually I'm going to launch myself on the biggest stage possible. But what she does is she picks a title that is not technically, as you just stated, a world championship. So they have always advertised it as a world championship when you're in the Rumble, correct? Correct. That is how. So I agree with your point of being upset, but at the same time, to me, this is more about her looking at it and being like, I'm going to WrestleMania no matter what. If she wanted to, she could probably pick, pick the fucking Intercontinental title because she's under, She's like, I have a match at WrestleMania for a title. They say it's a world title, but I'm fucking Charlotte. I do what I want. This girl pissed me off. I want the NXT title because Rhea Ripley is the biggest badass in the company right now. I want to beat her to prove that I'm the best and that no one, because what she's saying in her promo, everyone climbs the ladder until they hit the queen, then that's it. So... It's elevating NXT, I think, is the main purpose sure, of it. Sure, absolutely. Which apparently, if you believe the Dershies, this was all Vince. Which, you know what? I could believe. Because he probably looked at it, too, and be like, this girl, she's a star. Give her Charlotte. 
because Charlotte is the measuring stick. As good as Becky's been and everything else, whatever you want, Charlotte's the measuring stick for women's wrestling in WWE, and it's not close. Right. She's Charlotte fucking Flair. Right. She delivers when she needs to deliver. She's done it all. And that was the other thing for me. It was like, that's why I kind of hoped for this. I was like, what hasn't Charlotte done that we've already seen before? Well, first of all, her and Ripley is a main event level match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And so why not? Why not do it now? And I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying because they're not counting it. And they, they do advertise as a world title chance. And from what we've been told, the NXT Women's Championship or NXT Championship, whatever you want to call it. All I'm saying is come out and say she's won it. She's actually 11-time champion or something like that. Then I'd be okay with whatever. I don't think whatever. they're going to do that. No, they're not going to do that. And we but know my that point a... is that she earned that match at WrestleMania. Sure. She gets to choose. Sure. If she doesn't win a world title and she wants this more then she gets to do that. Right. And I think there's a positive and negative for Charlotte winning the Royal Rumble, obviously. But there is something for me when I look at it and I go, okay, she won the Royal Rumble. She could have challenged Rhea Ripley. They could have been more creative in a term of finding a way for Charlotte to challenge Rhea Ripley for that championship and get it on WrestleMania. I think there's a way they could have done it without her winning the Royal Rumble. And I think that's... I like the way they did this because it kind of was... It's, it's different. Because how many Royal Rumbles have we had by now? Right, I know. This one is unique. It is so unique, especially now where I think it has to be unique because every year there's two Royal Rumbles now. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't – I'm okay with them breaking away from the mold, but I also don't disagree with you about it making sense. But for me, I'm willing to look past that because I think, like I've said, this is going to be the best and most exciting, most interesting women's match on the card leading in. Like I think this will be one of the top three matches I'm looking forward to at WrestleMania. So technically – Yes. Now, because there's Charlotte, mm-hmm. there's Bailey, and then there's Becky. Yep. There's three women's matches mm-hmm. on the card, which I think there were three women's matches last yeah. year. But now I think the so hardest part is now because there's already three. I I hope there's four or five. The women's tag titles you would hope. Would you be would hope. But I think what we're gonna get is these are the three matches that we're getting. Well, they'll be the battle that. royal, right? But show. so technically four. Sure. At least four. Sure. That's a that's a just get a piece of the pie yeah. kind of thing. But I do. I'm not saying that Rhea Ripley doesn't deserve it. She absolutely does. But I have a feeling, in my opinion, that I think this match is going to end up being kind of flat. I hope it's not. But there is a portion of it that feels like there may be... To me, this is all about the lead-in. Right. Because this is like... We've been, since people have seen Rhea Ripley, when she was NXT UK champion and they saw her size and how much of a beast she is and like just like she's awesome. Like she is just – she's an ass kicker. It was like I'd like to see her against Charlotte. Sure. That's literally been the notion for two to three years and we're getting it now. So to me, it's one of those things we talk about it all the time. Sometimes the matches, they don't deliver. But if the lead-up's good, the lead-up's good. It got me there. And this one, I'm in. Okay. I'm in on this feud. It just, it's, I'm always curious what people think about it, because if I'm on my own island, that's fine. It's just, I... No, I think some, some people might agree with you, and there are a lot of people who just don't like Charlotte because she's Charlotte. Same sure. reason why people she's don't the like She's the shoveler, as we talk about, people don't, yeah. like, people don't like people on top. Sure, absolutely. And no one's on top more than Charlotte. Ask Andrade. So. Ooh! Well, there you go. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. That's a good way to end it. All right. Glorious! You're my only hope. Would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first? I have a prepared hope. Okay. I have a prepared I like statement. It. Me too. Uh, I, we, we didn't discuss this, so we may have the same thing. Who knows? I doubt it. Okay. So mine's about the uh, returning AJ Styles. Ooh, okay. I uh, like this. So uh, this is where I'm going to take creative license and bring you on a ride where then you're going to end up hating me by the end of it. So this is if what I'm going to do. You fucking go where I think you're No, gonna I know. Go. So I'm going to kick you in the dick. So I'm going to close my legs <laughs> and move away. So first off, AJ is going to be at Super Showdown in this gauntlet. 
when I looked at everybody in there, I went, okay. He's probably going to win. He's going to win. Yeah. So he's he's doing that. He talks about on the promo, he talks about all these guys that he's, you know, Mr. WrestleMania, and he makes a who's next comment. He throws in past, present, future people he could beat, da 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 Here's what I think is going to happen. And I say happen because I, I'm not necessarily hoping that it's happening. I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point. I think he's going to win that stupid whatever random-ass match, win whatever the cup is, put it in the middle of the ring, and start talking. And then on Monday after that, he's going to be talking, he's going to be yelling at the crowd, and all of a sudden, that trophy is going to get hit by lightning, and we are going to get The Undertaker. And that's what's going to happen. He's going to, he's going to literally light that thing on fire. Somehow, some way, or it's going to be exposed in some way, and out comes the Phenom going against the Phenomenal at WrestleMania. And I think that is the kickoff to something that I know that you do not like. But I think that that is the foregone conclusion we are going to here. This is a hope, not a fucking what you think is going to happen. Listen, listen. Here's, here's You actually want this match. Let me, let me so explain. Gonna, tell let me, me why you want this let match. Let me explain. Convince let me, me. Let me explain. Good luck. Let me explain. You have stated on this program, at nauseum, that this man deserves a, a wheelchair, a rocker, Whatever you want to get him out, right? I need Randy Orton to euthanize him. Okay. Well, okay. That's not going to happen because he's I Vince mean, McMahon's shit. boy. So here's yeah, what he I... he likes money. Well, I mean, everybody likes He's probably money. going to show up in listen, Saudi and do this. Listen, if you if you were saying, if you were there and they're like, hey, JC, here's a boatload of money to do yeah, something. No you do it. And I'd expect people like me to rip me for it. Oh, but boy. I wouldn't care because I'd be on my island counting my money. And that's where I'm he like is. I'm like Becky Lynch. I'd be dropping hundreds, not ones. Anyway... So I think what ends up happening here is The Undertaker is synonymous with WrestleMania. Regardless, the entrance is awesome. Here's what I think. If AJ Styles is truly what he said he was, and this was another thing I wanted to get into, but I think we're going to go way too long if we get into yeah, this argument. Fuck him. Said, <laughs> said he was the best generational talent. Said he was probably the best ever. Yeah, right? Not wrong. Is he the best generational talent right now? Like, is he the is he the best of this Where generation? Where are we cutting the generations? Because John Cena and Randy Orton are in this generation too. Not anymore, in my opinion. I think, think Randy Orton and, and to me, Randy Orton. How much older are they than AJ? Isn't AJ the same age as them? Okay, uh, uh, you know what? That's well, I guess in terms of since I guess since AJ came later, and you want to put him with these guys in reign, it's hard to question him. Okay. Cena would and Orton would be the only challengers I think that you could. Really? But if okay. you consider them the generation before, then it's probably AJ. Do you think he's the one of the best ever? Absolutely. Do you think he's top five? Absolutely. Just Do you think AJ him. Styles is top five all time? Are we talking all time? Are we talking in the ring? In we ring. talking total Just package? In ring. In ring, absolutely. Total in package. Ring all time. Total package might be harder to sell, but in ring all time, yeah. Okay. Because I can confident. I don't have to is think about Is he better it. than Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? It's hard with Shawn Michaels because he. I think he is the greatest ever. Okay. Um, but I, I would be confident that without thinking about it, I would put AJ in my top three. Top three? Yes. So who are you bumping out? I don't know. I'd have to think about it, but I he would be at least number three for me. Probably, maybe, possibly number two. Okay. Are we concluding Kenny Omega in this too? Because I don't Randy's care. Unmatched. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Kenny Omega is even close. Okay. I don't. No, I, I, I would put the only one that I'd give pause with is HBK. I would be confidently. I'd in the rain. I'd put AJ over anyone else. I think. So number two. Fine. There. I'll go on the limit. Okay. Two. Number two. So you've said to me. Yeah. All time. Yep. Number two. Sure. Number two. We'll go with that. I'm okay. In. Shawn Michaels. Yep. Best match in his life. Don't disagree. Was against The Undertaker. That was twice. Like, what, how long ago was that? Very long time ago. If AJ, could fight, if AJ could fight that version of sure. The Undertaker, sure. I would be slobbering. Okay. But he's not. Here's here's what I'm saying. 
Matt Hardy's in better shape than I, The Undertaker. And he has gout. Don't disagree. <laughs> if The Undertaker can wrestle a match <sighs> against AJ Styles, it probably won't be Shawn Michaels and, and The Undertaker. It won't be. But even a 50% effort is still going to be something that'll be in the top 25, I think, of WrestleMania matches. I do believe that there is a way for AJ Styles to find a way to say, Mark Calloway, just stand there in the ring. I'll do everything. And he's going to go, okay, big boot, throat slash, boom, don't be done with it. But here's the problem. And this is, this is really where it comes from with The Undertaker. Because if The Undertaker worked a short match, I think it would be fine. Because mm-hmm. you get a shit and go. But the reason why I've been so critical of him in particular, his matches consistently, consistently have been one of the longest matches of the show. Like actually in ring, and it exposes him and makes him look awful. If he went in there and was like, AJ and I are going to go for five minutes, it's going to be some of the best five damn minutes of your life, Sure. But Undertaker consistently, as an old man, has been trying to do 20 to 25-minute matches, and that's where you lose me because he just can't so do let's it. Say, and let's... it's nothing against him. Just physically, it's not happening, especially when you're in there with one of the be- one, some of the best athletes. Like, let's, sorry. Okay, okay. That's, so let's, where it, that's what it is for me. Let's honest, say, God's honest truth, let's, that's what it is for me. Let's say it's a f- – well, we'll go 10, 10 to 12. You could possibly sell me on it, but I don't, believe, I don't believe it will be. Just in the ring, 10 to 12. I don't I'm know. not talking it, about the fucking 40-minute so. entrance. I'm talking that's, about specifically that. That's my max capacity. And even then, I'm still a little worried. I think 7 to 8 would be the sweet spot. But because that would give him plenty of time to get in all the gimmicks and sell them and get the crowd going. Because that's the thing. is like the crowd's going to be red hot for because it. the Undertaker. If I were there, it would be cool too. But if you make me sit there for 25 minutes of him trying to fucking lug himself around, No. Mm-hmm. Sweet spot it. 752. Okay. Perfect. Okay. But it'll be 2752. And I'll be like on a half hour bathroom break, just standing in there by myself, staring in the mirror, being like, I just need this to be over mirror, mirror on the wall. Make him 20 years younger or go away. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's honestly what it is. Because look, at, I grew up as an Undertaker guy. He was one of my favorites. I still love him. I'd go back. I'd watch Undertaker matches all day. But this new iteration, trying to wrestle with some of the best athletes in the world for a long period of time, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Especially because he's going to beat AJ. There's no way AJ's beating him, which is fine. But make it seven minutes. Maybe it will be. I hope it Maybe is. Maybe it will be. I, honestly, I hope it is. And if it is then I will probably celebrate it unless if he can cuss himself in the first two seconds again. But, like, on, if it's if it's short and sweet, too on the, sweet. On the flip side of that, yeah, Goldberg versus AJ Styles. Yeah, that'd be, like, two minutes. It'd be great. <laughs> you, AJ would sell the fuck out of those moves. And then hurt his shoulder. That's, again. again, that's what it comes down to. I don't like Goldberg better than The Undertaker, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the Goldberg stuff more because it's what it needs to be as opposed to trying to force it. Goldberg is never going to try to force it. Him and Undertaker tried to force it. How'd that go? Mm. How'd that go? What happened in Saudi Arabia where nobody it doesn't really matter. cared, right? How'd that go? No, not well. Uh, that match was hilarious. I think I enjoyed that match because I was laughing and not in a good way. No, of course not. But I will say I am curious to see what happens with this, and that's my hope. Let's it's, move it's on. Honestly, Let's it's honestly it's a cool matchup. Let's move on. Yeah, my Let's hope much cooler because it's electric. Dun 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 dun. So that's why I get nobody can. So, Mister Nestlemania, I ask you, Street Profits. Super over at NXT for a long time. Didn't get the title till near the end. How'd they get those championships? 
Ladder match. What do I love? Ladder matches. What do I want at WrestleMania? Ladder matches. Fatal four-way ladder match. Seth and Buddy probably going to have those titles till then. So you know what? The Street Profits now involved. They want the smoke. They want the gold. They want to shake the ropes. So how about we have Seth and Buddy, the Street Profits. You down with AOP? Yeah, you know me. And the Viking Raiders in a fatal four-way ladder match. Are you telling me that match wouldn't be... Oh, my God. The electricity coming out of that TV and in that arena. When we watch that, best match in the show. If that happens, that'll be the best match in the show. We've seen the Vikings in ladder matches. We've seen AOP in ladder matches. We know Seth and Buddy could fucking knock ladder matches out of the park. Let's fucking do it. And that'll give the Street Profits their WrestleMania moment. And they'd be champions. Hashtag JC's helps come true. Hashtag JC knows. That's a true hope. Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? You are. Here's another thing. Yeah? My hope was better last week with the uh, Undisputed Eric going against the uh, Buddy Christ. Yeah, I don't like eight-man tags, though. No, another do I, but it's fine. Hey, if they do an eight-man tag ladder match, sure. But what do I like? Ladder matches. What do I like? Tag teams in ladder matches. What do I like? The Street Profits. Let's go. They're not winning those tag talent. Yes, they are. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Hello, I am Elias. I've been very critical of Elias. You have, too. We've been very critical. But this week, it all clicked for him. Part of it was the crowd. Part of it what he was doing. Part of it was Sammy and Cesaro. But it was the perfect storm. Uh, our boys in the thread loved it. I hadn't even seen it yet, and they were going nuts about it. Then I saw it, and I was like, yeah, they're right. That was the best segment involving any of these guys in, I don't know, as far as I can remember. So you know what, Elias? You deserve my comeback this week, and you're getting it. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. I'm giving my comeback to the one and only, the phenomenal AJ Styles, because he's back. He's back big. And he's going to be back in WrestleMania form. So I think that's exciting. And like I said, he's going to be featured because he's AJ Styles and he's only got like maybe five left in him. Did and you just swerve me? I thought you said your comeback was going to be uh, Cage Boy. That's why I didn't talk about it. Oh, I swerved you. Fuck your comeback, then. We're talking about <laughs> Alistair Black and Eric Rowan. You fucking wanted this, and you got it. Uh, uh, this I was match, excited. This match was great. It was a nice, quick one. It was right. This is what I talked about. Not the, jobber alert. The show. first, like, 45 minutes of the show was this in the Orton segment. Yeah. This was fucking awesome. The best part of this to me was this is the first time there was some doubt with an Alistair Black match. He hit Eric Rowan with a black mass. Did not Didn't beat him. Yeah. He had to hit him with a second one. And even then. So it was like, you know what? These two were probably going to meet again. I love this. This matchup makes sense. These two worked well together in the rain. Wasn't You never know with something like this, but it, it worked. And Detective, the one thing I want to ask you is, they didn't do much with the cage this week. Alistair stepped over it and pretended like it wasn't there. Do you expect the cage to play a factor the next time these two made up? I think there's going to be an issue here. I think that if this is going to continue, what I would like to see, and this is where it's going to be, you're going to think I'm weird and stupid, but you already think that, so you know what, what are you going to do? I think that the cage will come into play. I think there's going to be a rematch. I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to open the cage, and they're going to put Aleister Black's face in there, Ooh. and I think something's going to happen to his face. Maybe an eye patch, John Moxley style, who knows, whatever. <laughs> but there's going to be something where I think there is going to be some type of impairment, right? Like, that's how you get the, you know, Aleister Black to lose because it's a, it's a, a schmozzy kind of thing, or he blinds Aleister Black, whatever. But I think it, it leads to 
black being maybe a little bit blind for a little bit. Black with a black eye? <laughs> or something where he's impaired. But for me, it would be great if he actually was impaired enough to have to face where he was like kind of not able to throw his strikes, but then still got lucky throwing a blind black mass. I think that'd be like a cool thing for him to do because then it shows how great the finish is. So for me, I look at that and I go, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm not necessarily super psyched that I was correct because I was kind of hoping that that would never happen. But it seemed like the WWE logic to go to the next step because it sucks because, you know, people on Twitter are like, he's one feud away from hitting that ceiling or getting whatever. CM Punk had said Andrade. Mick Foley had said, where is he going? Or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, like, this is, to me, this isn't a next step up. This is a adjacent no, or lateral but it's, move. it's a step up from what he has been doing, which sure. is jobber it, matches besides Buddy Murphy. But even then, how many matches did Buddy Murphy win? Right. Exactly. So this, like, I could see a way where Eric Rowan steals one because of the cage. Right. Where Aleister Black actually takes an L. Right. The guy's been taking L's all year by not doing anything, but take an actual L in the ring. Right. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's interesting. But that was good. Yep. Oh, wow! Okay, we're in the big finish. Yeah. Okay. Goldberg's back on SmackDown. Woof. What do you think's going to happen? He's going to come out and spear uh, Bray Wyatt through the fucking wall of the Firefly Funhouse. He's just going to somehow <laughs> get in there because nobody fucking says anything. Hey, Seth got in there. That's what it is. Boom. The end. Okay. That's what he's going to do. It's somehow he's going to destroy the whole fucking thing somehow because he's Goldberg. It's true. He's just gonna I'm just excited to hear the music, man. Yeah, whatever. That's a, we're, like that's we're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. We all love it. We just love. I just love love the entrance. It's so good. Uh, Jobberknocker.com. That's the website where you can find all the links to the podcast. iTunes, Google Play. You almost said SoundCloud. Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. I think that's all of them. Anchor. Duh. There you go. Anchor, oh, the, Jesus. The, the, the anchor of the show. I almost forgot. Good Lord. Uh, NXT, NXT UK, NWA Power, and AEW weekly articles on jobberknocker.com. And a bonus episode of uh, NXT Hanover is available now on our YouTube channel, done by the Brothers Quinn. Uh, they talked about what we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously have their fingers on the pulse down there at NXT. We do sometimes, um, but we both watch NXT TakeOver Portland. I think we both enjoyed the show. Portions. Yeah. Portions. Um, so the portions I enjoyed the most were those first two matches. Yes. The latest Saga and Lee Dijakovic. Match of the year nominee. I have no problem saying that because I loved this match. Uh, Kai and Knox. I love this match too because it was pedal to the metal murder. Dakota Kai even had a fucking cricket bat. Like, I've never, never seen, seen that, that before. I, lo- I, just, I loved it. It was brutal, violent. Um, and then the ending happened where someone showed up and it was like, who the fuck are you? And <laughs> who the fuck is Dakota got? got the steal on the win, which, you know, made sense. Like you said, Yep. now we set up a third match. This feud has another layer, but, uh, yeah, I thought these two matches were perfect. Absolutely. I think that the, uh, here's the thing. There are always nitpicky things you can do. You yeah. can always sit there and say this, that, and the other thing, but Dijakovic versus, uh, Lee, great stuff. I appreciated the, uh, the power out of the, uh, the suplex and Dijak was oh, like, ah, I love that Japanese style of like, ah, I'm going to kill you. But it was different from the matches they were doing. There is that aspect of what TJ and DQ were saying, which was, you know, like that whole, oh, my God, these guys shouldn't be doing the things they're doing yeah. kind of thing, an aspect the, of it. The the aerial assaults that Dijak is capable of are, is insane. He's very pers- like he's very particular of where he hits, too. Like he, yeah. the precision of what he does it's, it's based insane. on his size is incredible. It is insane. Incredible. But I will say – and it's fine because we can lend caution to the wind, but 
it's the same logic I will go for the long term of what Dijakovic will be is it's great because it works in NXT. Yeah. If he ever gets to Raw or SmackDown, he needs a better. He character. needs to slow it down. Well, it needs to change it. So like will. when he when he comes, here's the thing that I will do. When the bell rings to when the bell ends, rings and rings again. In that he's really good. Yeah. Like I appreciate what he does. Absolutely. But what I have an issue with is when he comes out. The music presentation isn't great. When he does this. Yeah, he's you know hand thing that he's trying to be Goldberg he's and the guy whatever. That would it doesn't make sense from a manager. For I don't, sure. I don't because like when the, he talks, uh, uh, he kind of has that doofy voice. It's not his fault. He just does. Get him a manager, and he could be good. Because a feast your eyes is a fine game. AJ even said it on yeah, Raw. Yeah. Like it just it's like it's and like you said and but the bell to bell like he's so he's good, good and unique. Yes, but he needs that extra layer right to be a main roster star, which I. Think he's and it's years of. that he's going to need. He's going to need yeah. a couple of years to really yeah. fine tune what he's doing. So he's clearly doing something right because yeah. he is where he is. But when I was watching, like I said, it, it is there. There are some things where, like, the entrance of the oh, oh, yeah. oh, what? Like, I don't believe you're tough when you do that to me. Yeah. Like, you look like you're three seconds away from slipping yeah. versus just walk out and do something where you're just going, feast my eyes. And then maybe there's pyro or something like yeah. that. Or something where it's just like just a close-up on his eyes. Do something like that. Have him walk. Show the, the how high he is. You know, like do the camera trick, making them low. Do all those things. But it, gets what, it is what it is. Flipping to the girls' match, excuse me, the women's match, I thought it was great. Oh. The Tegan Knox weird thing with the tr- trash can with the flip at the end, that was bizarre. Yeah. I, I hate that move. But... And I, I she every, paid homage to like everyone. She in this did. Match. She's Lady awesome. Kane. She did all this other shit. Ugh. Like she's great. I love Dakota Kai because of just the facial that she she's makes. Great, yes. She's just kind of like, like she just smells like a dirty fart, and you just like, <laughs> you can see it on her face. She's just not happy with it, and yeah. I, and I appreciate that more than anything. And then on top of that, it's just, it is what it is. But the ending, people were booing uh, Gonzalez doing the choke slam. I I thought it was more brutal. She didn't go through it. Yo, no, yo, so yo, I no, looked at tough. it going like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Dakota getting a heavy. Yeah. I just like this match was just. I was on such a high, and like when you get a finish like that, you're supposed to be mad, but it just like sucked the air out of me. I was so bummed. So because, it did what oh, it did. I know, but it was just like this was like literally a perfect match until that happened. It just has to get docked because it wasn't a good ending. Docked. It just has to get docked to flame. It got docked to flame. It docked to flame. It was, a, it was a perfect. I'm gonna call you docked to flame. Docked to flame. Doctor the Flame. Doctor the Flame. Now here's where we get into the next thing. Balor Gargano. I loved the second half of this match. The first match, first half of the match shouldn't have existed. It was way too long. This is the other problem I have with a takeover like this. All the matches, like we're like, oh my god, kicking out of everything. Right. It loses it. So yep. if you're gonna do that in the first match, the second match was unique because it was just like murder. It was mostly outside. But like this match was similar to the first match, and the main event was just these two matches on steroids. That's why this match and then Cole Champa, if I watched it by itself, probably one of the best matches. But after getting through all this, it lost some of it for me because I need stuff to mean something. I need something to be different. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't like that's why Ripley Bell was probably my least favorite match, but it was at least it different. Was in a high, it was in a tough spot. It though. was at least different. Though. It was in a tough spot. So I appreciated that it was different. I and Bianca, like, people love her, sure. which I love. Sure. Here's here's my take on these next three. I think that's the three. Cause the, well, I guess we're not talking about the Broser. The we'll tag match was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we talk about the, the Finn Balor-Gargano thing. Here's what I've noticed about Johnny Gargano. Close your ears, TJ. I know, TJ's going to, yeah, I can't believe you said that about my best friend. He doesn't sound like that, folks. He's a very nice gentleman. 
I'm sorry, TJ. I love you. But now here's 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 the here's the cold hard Let's fact. Hear it. Cold hard facts. Johnny Gargano has peaked, in my opinion. I think he has done everything he can do and has not he has gotten to a point where I've watched him go. Now he's trying to not be Johnny Gargano. He's trying to be Shawn Michaels. He's trying to be his idol instead of being what brought him to the dance. He is sitting there and going, I'm going to do the flip in the corner because I love HBK. I'm going to do a super kick over here. He might as well fucking pose and do the fucking thing. He is trying to be HBK Jr. And that's not what brought him the fucking goddamn dance. Just be Johnny fucking Gargano. That's what you are. That's what people love you for. When I watch his matches now, it's just going, I might as well just go, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. That's exactly what he's trying to do, folks. Johnny Gargano is trying to be Shawn Michaels. Fuck that shit. I'm done with it. I'm done. Done. End of story, Finn Balor. Thank God you won. Yeah, Finn Balor's a stud. Who won predictions, by the way? I didn't put it up. I'm sorry. My mm. life is a little bit hectic right now, as mm. you can imagine. Did you mm. win? I'll put it up later. I don't know. I think I had five. I probably had four, but that's yeah. fine. Going on, Broserweights was fun. I love the tag Broserweights was fun. If people say this is their favorite match in the card, I can't disagree sure. because this had everything. Riddle and Dunn are just... It was the right choice. They're James on the They're just so fucking likable right now. And they are just literally on fire. Strike while the iron's hot. There's no tag teams in XT, really. I might be forgetting someone, but I don't know. But it's like these two teams. So, you know what? Just give it to them. Let them do the run because when that turn happens, baby... Oh, it's good. Pete Dunne is a natural heel. It is going to just be next level because Riddle is so fucking like... Even Randy Orton says he likes him. He said to him to fuck off still, but he's like, I get it now. I like it. I respect you, but fuck off. Yeah. I'm just like, these guys are so good. And that match is so good. Undisputed Era, I know they said it on NXT Hanover. Like, I don't think they've ever had a bad tag team match. No, they haven't. I don't think they have. So I I, like, I do agree with TJ and the I could do without the uh, Bobby Fish 5 Fish thing. Like, I don't think that's funny. I didn't like it at all. And at, uh, here's, three times. Here's, here's, and this is, the, this is the general circle of which I upset everybody that loves NXT, in my opinion. The biggest plus, in my opinion, in NXT is that Triple H is at the helm. Best part. A million percent. The worst part. Triple H is at the helm. A uh, million percent. Because Triple H loves the dick fart and stupid jokes, and he looks at Riddle and goes, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. To a certain extent, he is. He's hilarious without trying, though. You don't need to try with him. That's the beauty of Matt Riddle. Here's, you don't have to try with him. Here's the problem, though. With somebody like Triple H, he's going to go one or two more than necessary yeah. past the prime of it, and that's where I get going, what the hell? Like, enough. Yeah. And it could kill something that is actually pretty decent, but you didn't pull back on it in time. So that's what I'm more nervous about. You know? In the main event, we got to talk about it. Obviously, Adam Cole retained because of Johnny Gargano. HBK. Um, you look at I had no problem with this because as far as we know, the NXT title is being defended at WrestleMania. That gives me the idea that it's not going to be defended at NXT TakeOver whatever the night before, which means you need a main event. Gargano and Ciampa, the culmination to their saga, which we never got, can main event without a title. And so that, I think, is the idea here. Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream makes the most sense. Maybe Finn Balor's part of it. Who knows? But on WrestleMania. But this told me that it's like this is your main event of the next TakeOver, and it doesn't matter because these two could go forever, and most people will like it. I'll get fatigued by it. You'll get fatigued by it. But the people won't. People just love it. And they never got their culmination. They're going to get it. The turn was unexpected. It's not what I expected to happen in this match. I thought Cole would win, especially once all the cronies came out. But sure. I did not expect the Gargano thing, so I'll give him that. I don't care. You're such a hater. I don't Gargano. care. I love it. I don't care. I'm not saying he's not talented. I just don't care. I think he's over, overloved. I really do. I think, 
Well, I think the love for just, him is a little too much. He's just likable. He's just like, like that likable No, that's fine, guy. but now he's not likable. So what do you have now? He came here as like a, a one-off and him and sure. Champa, and they made themselves so much more. Sure. Like it is the ultimate like underdog story. That's why people love him. I do love I, And he doesn't they, have bad matches. Yes, is he over the top? But like sure. they're never bad. You no, can't say they're bad. They're just, they might not be for you. No, they're not for me. You're a size yeah. shamer though too. Oh, so that's God, part of it. stop it. That's You're not... a cap. That's why Cap can't buy an NXT. He's like, Adam Cole's tiny. Champa's tiny. Gagano's tiny. We're the big guys. They're side shapes. They're in the they're they're in the they're curtain jerking. They're in the mid curtain. <laughs> yeah. They're curtain jerking it. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it is. But listen, at least it'll main event at NXT and it'll make sense. And I'm sure it'll be a fantastic match and I'll enjoy yeah. it. I'm just saying. Again, I can enjoy something, but not enjoy the no, people. No, I know you're a hater. It's okay. And it that's is what why, it is. Uh, when I run through the Twitter handles, we have at Jobberknocker, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Billy D twenty four eleven, at Joe Pollock forty seven, at TJ of the JK, at the Real Deal B Cox, Facebook Jobberknocker, Instagram Jobberknocker. We're everywhere you want to be. And guys, you're not going to hear at Nestlemania for a little while. So maybe you want to follow his private Twitter account since he's not good enough. We're not good enough to see his tweets publicly. It's you, true. You probably have to approve people too. God, I think I think I have you're to. You're the yeah. worst. I am. I am. You're the worst. I'm going away for a while, so yeah. I'm, I'm leaving the keys to the kingdom, the Jabberknocker <sighs> kingdom to you. That's a scary thought. I don't know when I'll be back. So uh, good riddance, I guess, is the Should best I way you Should I legend say. kill you? Should I hit you with a chair in the head and so you can go away for a little while? Sure. Delete you, you from the Jabberknocker? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll meet, we'll meet back at WrestleMania. <laughs> exactly. I'll come back just in time for Mania. Uh, but thank you for everybody listening. This is the 200th episode, so we couldn't have done anything without you guys. Thank you to everybody on the Jabberknocker staff, as he's just listed everybody, and even Trav, who doesn't, Guthrie, that don't probably have anything to do with Jabberknocker, but have been here the Aaron. whole time. Aaron, everybody that's ever been anywhere near the Jabberknocker, thank you for everything that you guys do, because this is a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, I will give it to JC, and I'm sure JC will find a way to make it even better for the next couple <laughs> weeks. We'll find out. So I'll be, I'll be listening for the next couple weeks and see what happens. So with that... I will see you on the other side, folks, and we will see you with more Jobber Knockery. Here comes the big dog. The big dog.